0: What up, you Hammond Eggers? This is Yankway Zaza, host of Post Game Narratives here tonight. Sorry it's a little late. I had a little 30th birthday for my boy, uh, Claude, He's out in Hoboken. Listen, if there is ever a place you guys want to go to, go watch uh, Two Chefs Cook. Go to um, Hoboken um, uh, Table. Great place. I met a lot of good chefs tonight. Um, Get my boy out to... Uh, Corey and my shout out to Guillermo. Yo, the type of food that they made tonight, magnificent. Mag fucking Yo, it was out there tonight. It was chefing it the fuck up. Gordon Ramsay, go see them. But, like, honestly, I gotta give a shout out to my girl Ashley. She put that whole shit together for my boy, Claude. Listen, I don't want to get married anytime soon, but listen. If they don't do what Ashley does for Claude, I don't fucking want it. I tell you this shit all the fucking time, bro. But like that shit was great, you know. I saw that shit. I have seen my brother get married, so you know I'm coming back from a little little love spell, you know. You know, make make me want to settle down. Not really, but um. Anyway, um, I had a good week. You know, teaching kids fucking sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. But let's talk about a little bit of sports. Listen. Uh, I just finished watching the Clemson game. <sighs> Coaches. You cannot play safe when you are trying to win a fucking game. It is fourth and goal. And you run a QB sweep to the left and you lose the fucking game. Coaches. I want you guys to hear me. Stop thinking you're smarter than everyone on the fucking field. You're not smarter than the other fucking coach. They listen. They game plan. They know what the fuck you're going to do. They see fucking designs. If they see a quarterback and a running back sitting next to each other, they know it's going to be RPO. They know what's going to happen. You guys are playing your own fucking selves, and then you fucking lose. And then guess what? You've lost your team. You've lost that fan base. you lost everyone. At the end of the day, it's on fucking you. Sometimes a lot of these coaches get in their own way. And I'm just like, yo, what are we doing here right now? And listen, and this is going to go into my next uh, topic. Listen, Penn Staters, I think we have to come to a conclusion. I said this on my, I had a live reaction to Penn State versus Ohio State. I think James Franklin is just a mediocre coach. He is a very mediocre coach who is living off of that 2016 Big Ten championship. Guys, that's almost eight years ago. He hasn't beaten Ohio State since. He hasn't beaten Michigan since. We honestly have to have a really good, long discussion with James Franklin. What I saw from that Ohio State game today... Drew Aller, to me, is not playing on Sundays in the NFL. He's not. He's not that good. He's not. He's not. He is a very decent college quarterback who can bully other less talented teams. And that's fine. But this is Penn State's problem. They always fight powder pus in those first four weeks. You could have solved a lot of your issues if you face... Michigan, if you face Ohio State because what was the biggest problem today? The receivers couldn't get open. Drew Adler looked lost. Deer in headlights, bro. If the spotlight's too big for you, just say that shit. I saw a quarterback who could not hit anything today. Get the fuck out. Either you're going to be ready or you're not. Football is a game of life. Either you're going to be there or you're not. Listen, And what I saw from Drew Aller, not good. Not good. None of those receivers' names piqued my interest or piqued. Oh, yo, that guy? That's there. Ohio State's quarterback isn't even good. But guess what he has? He has Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. made a ton of plays. He beat Penn State's defense on the same play. They had him in the zone. He hit across the route. He's gone. So, James Franklin, I want you to honestly understand. You beating up on UMass every week ain't got nothing to do with me. And I am so upset because at the end of the day... If I would have seen some of the names on those receivers' jerseys, I would have called them out because they all fucking suck. No receiver had over 70 yards. We can't, we can't win with that. So, Franklin, you're a good coach. You're a good car salesman. I, that's why I believe you you are. But you're not even selling anything right now. This offense can't move. There's no receivers. The quarterback is literally decent, not good. So, you know, that was uh, my Penn State take. And it hurt. It hurt to talk about that because I love Penn State, but watching them play today was honestly almost as bad as if I had to chew glass. That's how bad that team was. And as I move on to that, I gotta talk about My Patriots. My Patriots. This is that type of season where you kind of find out who the real fans are and who aren't real fans. Who stuck with Brady and who was just here to have fun. And who was here to really be with the Patriots because this ain't it. Listen, we all love Bill. I think Bill is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But as a GM, he is literally one of the worst GMs I've ever seen in my fucking life. If Bill was not the GM, he would fire the Bill. The, he would fire the GM if he wasn't Bill. Because there's no way you put this type of team together and told and can tell people, yeah, this is it. This is it. Mac Jones to me is a really decent quarterback. I don't think he's one of the best. I don't think he'll ever be top 10. I don't even think he'll reach top 12. But you have to give him weapons that can do something for him. Listen, the Devontae Parkers, the Hunter Henrys, the Micah Secchies, the Juju Smiths, that's not enough to win in this league. And Bill's biggest problem is he does not understand that. He's still in the 2003 NFL where you can run and then we can throw. In this league, you need talent. I look around. I don't even look around the NFL. Look in your AFC. East. Josh Allen. Yes, Stefan Diggs. Tua. Waddle and Hill. Fucking the Jets gave Garrett Wilson. Yo. My guy, Bill. What are you doing? What is this? I don't want to spend money on people. You have... In life, you have to spend money to make money. That's all it is. You being this conservative and over-the-top cheap, you've lost. People think of you now as a loser because, yo, you're not winning without Tom. And honestly, you've honestly ruined Mac Jones' career. He's been here three years. You've given him makeshift offenses. You've given him... Um, Matt Patricia is offense coordinator. How's he supposed to win with that? I love Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien is good, but once again, if you don't have the talent, it doesn't matter. So, they're about to face the Bills later on today. And for me, my biggest thing is how are you going to play? You can play it close. And probably lose by five points or get blown out I'd rather get blown out because I'm tired of feeling like yo we're almost there but we're not (laughs) we're not Bill here's Bill uh, track record in the offseason he went from almost getting Dalvin cook and DeAndre Hopkins but you know what he got (laughs) Devontae Parker and Ezekiel Elliott I'm in the background Nobody (laughs) I know y'all don't know who I am But nobody (laughs) To me that's a fireable offense Because to me that shows me You would rather play it safe Than actually go out there and get talent Because I get it DeAndre Hopkins is old But DeAndre Hopkins with a bad leg And a bad hamstring Is better than anything Devontae Parker ever has to offer you for this team And this is why sometimes coaching matters. Because what we saw on Monday with that Chargers team, Brandon Staley, you got to go. You got to go. Listen, listen. That game was winnable. Take a shot for he's His job is done. we just taking a sake shot. (laughs) I'm one of the producers. Down you that was... Yo, I Get it Justin Herbert was hurt. So you weren't trying to do too much, but I'm usually gonna go for fourth down And the thing is none of their fourth down plays were um, Creative it was all Justin Herbert rolls out to the right. He's throwing the the cornerback or the, the, the linebackers there. They read the play Listen I'm never for calling for people's money but that was a black coach. Let's call it spade a spade. He's gone. He's gone. You have to think about it like this. This dude is the same coach who lost a 27-0 lead against the Jaguars in the fucking playoffs. You cannot keep telling me he's a good coach. What are we doing here? You are literally wasting Justin Herbert's career. That's what you're doing. Because at this, at this point in time in his career, he can either make or break. You have the talent. You have everything you need. The defense, don't get me wrong, that defense is terrible. That defense, to me, is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. They couldn't get off the field. Dak is not a mobile quarterback, but Dak was so good in what he was doing, and he was in the rhythm that he could roll out. He could throw to CD land. He could throw to uh, Ferguson, his tight end. What are we talking about? You signed all these people. You have Khalil Mack. You have everyone couldn't get any pressure on Dak. So for me, coaching matters. This is why I say you got to get rid of him. And I saw a lot of coaches. This is why I'm saying coaching matters because I saw a lot of coaches. You're down two touchdowns, running the ball. You're wasting time. You need to score fast. You need to get in the end zone so if the other team gets the ball, you can stop them and get the ball back. Too many coaches' thing is, if we're running the ball good, we're going to stick with it. No. You are on a time limit. Throw the ball. Get it out of there. Because guess what? If you get an incompletion, that, that stops the clock. Too many coaches think they're better than everyone. They're reading the analytics. Analytics can get you beat a lot of times in the NFL. And I've said this. I've seen it so many times. Oh, it's four from goal. We're going to go for it. Take the fucking points. Sometimes I get it. I hate kickers. Anyone who knows me knows I hate fucking kickers. My uh, old co-host, Kofi, used to hit me up. When Kofi missed the field goal, what do you say? I said, Kofi fucking suck. Because, yo, they drove down the field and you missed the kick. All you had to do, kick the field goal. But take those three points instead of trying to be too smart. And coaches do this shit all the time, and it makes me upset. Like, yo, you lost by one. Guess what you didn't do? You didn't take the points. Brandon Staley, you should have honestly lost your job against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins can- can saved your job. Honestly, when he gets fired at the end of the season, <laughs> give some of your check to Kirk Cousins because he saved your fucking job. I, that's all I know. All I know. (sighs) This is really crazy doing this on my boy Kofi. But, you know, he's here in spirit with us. We're going to go into our pepper takes. No. You know what it is? And I'm. This is not. It doesn't have to be perfect. He's not here. I'm here. A ghost. But I wanted to say something else. Think about can you break it down to a nine to five person what Brandon Staley's doing? Brandon Staley's stealing money. Brandon Staley is just stealing money. He's that type of dude where it's like, yo, clock me in. I got here at like 10:30, yo, Ah, But my I know the boss is I know the boss from somewhere else. So I'm good. I'm good. Until then he asked about you, and what you gonna say? But this is what I did. You didn't do anything, you just showed up. Yep. So for someone like a regular dude, they can't do that. Brand Saly can do that because can you do that in the NFL? You don't just show up. That's not a regular job. Yeah. As, is an NFL coach a nine to five? Nope. But some of them have that some of them have that sway. Him. Yeah. Jeff he- Saturday. We see how quick. He, he picked him up literally because he had a bar conversation with uh, the coach. That's who does drugs. That's literally he, what it is. Who that's, does drugs. The guy does drugs. I don't know him, but, you know. Jim Ursay to me is that type of coach, <laughs> owner, who just is just like, I go with the flow. Whatever makes sense to me is what it makes sense to everyone. That's not how that works. That's not how life works. That's not how anything works. What did, did Anthony, Anthony Richardson say? He never had a chance to win. Never had a chance to win. I, I feel bad for the dude. A rookie, you put him out in a situation where he could get hurt. Oh, we got a black quarterback. He got to run. Why? You don't have to do that. He can run the offense. And that's the problem with these owners and coaches not thinking about everything, this is why I'm like, yo, sometimes you need someone in the ear who has played, yo, this isn't how this is gonna go, yo, think about this, this doesn't work, oh, nah, this worked, this worked, um, way back then, what the fuck is way back then, <laughs> like, like, yo, it just hurt, it's like, it didn't make and like they put him out there and he was never going to be what he needed to be or be what he could be because they limited him. You didn't give him his best running back. You didn't give him a Jonathan Taylor. You 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 did nothing for this dude. You got hurt. You got hurt. I'm not the biggest Anthony Richardson fan, but I saw talent, and my thing is I hate wasted talent. Wasted talent, to me, is one of the worst things that goes by in the NFL. And a lot of owners and GMs don't ever get called out for it. And because they have so much money and power, they can always walk by it and they're never going to be fired. But you are wasting people's lives, time, and energy. Can you imagine being Anthony Richardson? You're about to lose a whole year in your rookie you gotta say that's his money. That's money. You didn't really play. You only played what six games? Six, five games? You, you can't go off of that. Meanwhile, other quarterbacks are gonna get paid because they stayed. CJ Stroud. He's gonna get paid. Not the best, but he was healthy. Availability is your best thing you can do always the best thing in the NFL. If you're available, we want you. That's why people like Ryan Fitzpatrick always worked. He's always available. He got money. He got paid. He's always available. He's always there. Oh, we need someone. Ryan, come on. Come on in. Come on in. And that's why a lot of these quarterbacks don't get paid. That's why a lot of these running backs aren't getting paid. That running back situation is terrible because you're not available. going Barkley's hurt. You got to think about it. His contract is already limited. What it's about. Now you're hurt. All your incentives are about to be gone. <laughs> what, what you supposed to do about that? Your incentives are about to be gone. So, I'm about, I'm about to talk about the pepper takes. <sighs> Listen, if I never have to hear about Will and Jada's fucking marriage, relationship, whatever that fucking shit is, uh, ever in my life, I'll be good. I'll be fucking good. I don't want to hear about the shit no more. Listen, they have put their relationship in our faces for way too fucking long. And I think we need to take a fucking stand. <laughs> Listen. I think we need to take a fucking stand. I don't like the fact that Jada has embarrassed her husband on multiple occasions like this because it makes me feel like, Will, you've allowed it for longer than you should. This This is what I'm saying goes back to coaching. You've allowed it. You can't stop it now. If you've allowed this to happen for too long, you can't stop it. You can't. She's disrespecting you on multiple occasions. This is like a remix episode. I'm here. Y'all don't know who I am, but this is... We taking a shot for the... Yo, you can't be oblivious to something that... Respect marriage. Yep. Don't dog. You dogging me. You dogging him out in front of people. You dogging him out in front of his people. You dogging him out in front of his kids. You don't understand how that's going to make your kids look at you. Now you have divided everyone. Your family, your friends, this. Everyone got to choose a side. Ah, you know, Jada probably felt a certain way. Oh, Will felt this way. So everyone's choosing sides. Now you've divided people in like did this because you have a book coming out? That's what it was? You have a book coming out? Do you need money? And even when I heard her go like, oh, we were, sep- we were separated. I was like, did you know you were separated? Or did both of you know you were separated? Because I've learned one thing about women. They can twist things and make it only work for them. And that's why I think happened with Will and Jada. Jada probably said, like, yeah, you know, we should do this, da 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 And in that, she probably said, yeah, let's be separated. But Will didn't get that. All Will said was, hey, we need some time off, but then we can come back together. And so that's where Will was. She took it to, <laughs> she took it to a whole other level. August. Your son, your son's, son's best friend. Like, yo, what are we talking about? What are you doing? That's why when I hear her go, like, Oh, I'm surprised Will smacked uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars. Why are you surprised? Oh, Chris Rock said to talk to me. we talk. Because you, talk honestly, you. at the end of the day, did Something. not set healthy boundaries. And that's the problem I have with this relationship. There's no boundaries set up. And Will, listen, I love you, my nigga. Will, Philly, all that. It's you're a nice guy. And nice guys get left behind all the fucking time. There's nothing they can do that can adequate or um, make those type of women feel like they are actually loved because there's something deeper going on there. The fact that she is willing to go get the Dragon Ball Z balls and go resurrect Tupac. Like, yo, what the fuck are we doing right now? Yo, Leave this nigga alone. Like, you would act like her and Tupac had were dating for years. They maybe dated for like maybe six months. Yeah, the it didn't work out. That's it. <laughs> the kiss and didn't work out. I'm gonna give it three to six months because I'm just you're, trying to be nice. Right. Something could've happened. Something yeah. could've happened. Cause that three to six months in any relationship, that's the glory period. So that's probably what happened. They had that, they thought that was good. Tupac went not did his own thing. He probably passed away after that. You still stuck on that. And then Will is your backup plan. And the thing is, if you're seeing it, she she looks at him like he's a backup plan. The way she talks about that's a backup plan. You don't talk about your first choice like that. That's the scary part about the way Jada goes about her thing. She talks like, yeah, nigga, you was always going to be the second plan. Deal with it. And Will's just like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Bro, no, flip a fucking table. Throw something at her bald ass. Mm-hmm. But they always say, women hate the nice guys. They always go for the bad guys. The bad guys are always their thing. But they get their own hearts broken by the bad guys. And then they end up going back to the nice guys. But then they get bored with the best guys and then they go back to the bad guys it's always a flipping it's always they' they're flipping table they're flipping table. they're never happy with what they have and listen ladies I'm not trying to disrespect y'all I'm not trying to say anything bad not all but a lot of you guys do go for the bad guys and then you guys get your heart broken by the bad guys and then you're and then you expect guys to be like can you believe he did it to me yeah, he cheated on your ass two times before. You went back to him again? This is on you, stupid. But that's enough of that pepper tape. (laughs) Let's talk about another one. I know this this channel has never been political, but we gotta talk about it. The Trump-Biden. Listen, I am anti-old people because of this. Listen, if I never have to see another 70-plus person run the country again, I'll be fine. But Biden? Biden. I get it. He's the The grandpa that you love, that loves the country he's he's always gonna have your back. he's gonna give you those good wise words all the time and he's not fit to run this country and I see it all the fucking time. It's not the falling it's not the it's not the oh Biden fell upstairs. it's not that it's is he? And dare to understand what the fuck is going on in this country. Because, yo, a lot of us don't like him. And a lot of it is because all he had to do was be better than the president before him. Trump. And don't get me wrong, Trump is. Trump's a piece of shit. But you have to give Trump this. He was always an honest piece of shit. Always an honest piece of shit. And I think that's what motivates his fans to like him. He's always going to tell you what he's doing. The thing with Biden is, Biden is a normal politician. He's not going to tell you what he's doing at 12 o'clock at night. Where Trump, he's texting you. He's telling you, yo, yo, no, 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 no. We doing this, we doing this. I'm in this, I'm in this. Where Biden... Yo, after 8.30, he's not tweeting again. You don't know what Biden's doing. What the fuck is Biden doing? What is our president doing? We don't know. We went back to the way it once was and Trump opened that door. We want to know what our politicians are doing. We want to know what what you're doing. We want to know how you think. Politicians can never go back to the way it once was because Trump ruined that for everyone. Trump literally opened the doors. He's like, yo, this is what they're doing. Don't get me wrong, I'm doing it too, but <laughs> everyone is doing it, and so that's what politicians don't like him because when you ruffle everyone's feathers, everyone's mad because guess what? You're playing with everyone's money. You're playing with everyone's. The jig uh, is up. The jig is up. Yo, the game. Everybody on the game. He really said that shit. Yo, I got. I got to hold my. I got to hide my cocaine. Wait a minute. said, rich, old, white men are the weirdest motherfuckers on the planet. They're buying women, they doing this, they're going to strip clubs, they having the women to, they got the money for it. Troubles like this, yo, I do it too. Everyone y'all vote for do the same shit. Oh, that's dangerous. And they got mad about it. Listen, I don't want either of them to win because I'm tired of watching Elder Abuse on TV. I am literally tired of watching Elder Abuse on TV. But... We only got two choices. This is it. Trump or Biden. And I don't want to see Biden go in again. He looks like this. You know what it was for Biden? Wars have been started, bro. I'm not even going to get into that. don't But... for the listeners. Biden is like that guy who's waited so long for a position... And then you get it, and you realize it's not fucking worth it. It's not fucking worth it. Because it's not for you. It's not. It's Man, never I been for, never for you. When you lose as many times as Biden did... <laughs> you lose. You said it. James Franklin, Joseph Biden, loses. It's not for you. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I know this is a different type of episode I'm talking, but it's like... No, nah, no, nah, this, nah, this is all did, so No, no, we need to, like... Gotta talk about yo. Some people are losers. Even though he won, he's a loser. And then when you James get Franklin there, Franklin is a yeah. One. James Franklin's a loser. Jane Franklin's a loser. Hillary Clinton, y'all, the, y'all losers. Many you lost before you even won something. Regardless. They gave you Secretary you of State to coddle you just to make sure you felt appreciated. Like yo, to me, well, you're really a what? You're a loser. I never would have accepted that position. Jane Franklin's a what? He's a loser. Biden's a what? Biden's a loser. He's a loser. Lo- but Biden's a loser who has luck. Because... yes, luck. You're right. You're right. Because the pandemic happened. Uh, yeah. You know, know what? Out of I'm going to show up on the next episode. Because <laughs> I'm in the background. I'm the ghost right now. Go ahead. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, guys, let's honestly think about this. I know we don't like Trump because we've been taught not to like Trump, but when he was in office, let's be real, we were getting money, That we were getting checks, that unemployment, that PPP was wild, bro, that was honestly some of the best time I had in fucking America, as a black male, this is one of the best times I had in America, like what the fuck are we talking about? I got my 300 on Thursday, (laughs) Friday, and then I got my 600 on Monday. That was the best fucking time I've had in fucking America. I'm not trying to tell you who to vote for. But honestly, yo, think about it. Before we go out there and just vote random people in, because you have to understand, Biden is a normal politician. He's not going to give you all that stuff that he wants. This is why student loans have not been canceled because you have to understand the banks don't care about the loans. It's all about the interest. It's always been about the interest. They're not going to cancel because they want the fucking interest. The interest to them is more important. They can raise that. This is why as soon... Listen, even Obama. Love him. But as soon as they attacked Wall Street and all that, Obama backed off because he... You got to say, those, those people... Those are his vendors. Those are people who are backing. He can't do that. So, I'm not trying to sway anyone. Listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't like Democrats or Republicans. I think they're all the same fucking shit on the same fucking quarter. But at the end of the day, let's look at who we are voting for. Honestly, take time. As the Liberian people say, take time. Don't ever just rush to something. Take time, they say. It's two T's. Take time. Shout me out, I'm quoting Africa. My, my home country, Liberian. Liberia. Like, yo, and that's what I knew. Yo, we my mom. Corruption. We know corruption when we see it. Listen, Liberia is one of those places. Listen, I shout my mom all that. Shout out to you, mom. You. To mom. Um, when she said, take time. It's an honestly real thing. Take, you have to take time. You cannot just make decisions based on emotions. And that's what I saw happen a lot in 2020. Everyone's just making decisions because they were. And I get it. The pandemic will happen. We're frustrated. We're in the house all the time. But you also understand, Trump gave everyone the vaccine. That's on his record. Sit there and hate him all you want. That's on his record. But it's neither here nor there. I'm going with my next pepper tape. The NBA top three teams. The NBA's about to start soon. Next Tuesday. This offseason. Whoo! Whoo! The moves that were made. Listen. In the East, the Milwaukee got better. They got Dame Lillard. They got Giannis. They kept a lot of their good pieces. They self-kept Brooke Lopez, so I got to give them their credit for that. Because you keep it real. You think they got better defensively now. That's what they said. I would say they got better in um, the talent market. Because even in the NBA, it's all about talent. You got to win with talent. Second, Celtics. But the Celtics' problem is they lost Robert Williams. A lot of Celtics fans don't want to admit this. Losing Robert Williams is a big problem because you have no length. How are you supposed to guard Giannis? It's not Porzingis. Not. Mm. Listen, Porzingis is to me the same person Porzingis was when he got drafted to the Knicks. A really good player. Who's going to get hurt? Who's going to get hurt. And Celtics fans love that shit because, listen, we're not going to get to the. We're <laughs> <I'm gonna say laughs> not going ah, ah, to get into the the Celtics ah, fans were. Ah, I know as is. soon as they saw him, they got fucking happy. As soon as they, they were like, oh! We got him. Porzingis? Yeah, but that's you don't know want. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. I know they want to keep Jalen Brown. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Jalen Brown, Muslim, over black, wants to bring back black Wall Street. All but, oh, but Porzingis. We could have got rid of him. You don't even know where he's from, East of Europe. You don't even know, but you, we know. That just shows me that the Celtics number two. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I love the uh, addition of uh, Drew Holiday together. because now they have a true point guard. Now they have someone who can make plays for them. It's not them just iso ball and just dribbling the, and then shooting with two seconds left. It's it's honestly giving the ball to someone who can make the best Brogdon play. Brown and those guys didn't. No, Brogdon and them aren't true point guards. Drew Holiday is honestly a true point guard. He's honestly made he had the them best the plays. Six. Exactly. Even with uh the Milwaukee, he made the best plays. So, so and number then number two. three. Here's number three. Mm. Listen, in the East. I don't even want to give it to the Sixers. But I feel like just off talent alone. But talk about the dynamic with that. He didn't show up. You know who he didn't show up. James Harden is one of those players. He doesn't understand he's, he's older. This league will kick him out. This league will literally kick him out. This league. He's now. You are not young. You're 34. You're not the same person. You're not the always. same player. Leave. You always want a way out. Every team. It don't work for two years. I gotta leave. And then you make it uncomfortable for teams. These owners talk. They're gonna be like, yo, that James hard to do? I don't want him. Get him fuck out. We ain't doing this shit no more. And B, you, the same way you're talking B, you have to understand, you're injury prone. You have E problems, you have everything going against you. In two years, you probably might not be the same player. So, But those are my three teams. Milwaukee, Celtics, Sixers. West. On the West, I'll give Denver yes, because they're, they're the champions. Uh, I'll give the Lakers because they went to the Western Conference Finals. And then I'll give um, the Suns. The Suns' problem is I don't know how they're going to gel together. I got to see that work out. And We're this just being, I got to jump in. I know, like I said, they don't know who I am. The Lakers. Is Anthony Davis going to play 65 games? Some of it, yes, you get injured. And you never know. What do you think about the injury factor? And then, um, um, I think they're really good enough to win without Anthony Davis not for long stretches. For like is if, he going to be able to play 65 games? Uh I give him 60. I give him 60. Is LeBron can play. Can LeBron play? LeBron's, well, I give LeBron 62. LeBron 62. 60. I give him 60 games. So who's like, the 13 uh Suns. Cuz they have KD, they have no ben, point guard. But they have the talent of course. With no point guard. You can have Bradley Beal play point guard. But once again, he's not used to playing point guard. He's a shooting guard. All he knows is he has to score all the fucking time. This is the thing that hurts a lot of these teams. You're just putting shooting guards and point guards and then be like, oh, make it work. That's not how it works. The wins the championship, the team. Yes. Not the time, the team. The thing with Anthony Davis is, this is one of those years where he really can prove himself. He's, what, 28, 29? If you can play eighty-two games this season, it shows everyone, yo. He owned up to a lot of the shit that he went through. Top seventy-five player. Y'all thought I was this good? Let me show you why I'm this good. So, those are, and I didn't want to put the Warriors there. I don't think the Warriors solved a lot of their problems. I think the Warriors' biggest problem is they have no size. They got beat by the Lakers because they have no size. And I don't know if Klay Thompson is the same Klay Thompson of 2017. He's had two injuries. This might be the downward year of him. And that's not a knock against him. Yo, he's older. He done played a lot of playoff games. He done played a lot of seasons. He has four championships. It's okay. You don't have to be the Klay Thompson game six. It's not you anymore. It's okay. I think fans expect too much from players sometimes. And they're not understanding how the season works. They're not understanding how... Like, yo, when you play in the playoffs every year, that's an extra season. That's an extra season of ball. That shit wears on your knees. That shit... The thing is, he's catch and shoot. And then he has to play defense on the best player. All that shit catches up to you. All that shit catches up to you. And... I just feel like Draymond's getting up there. Steph is still Steph, but how much can Steph do? You got rid of um, um, Poole. You lost. Listen, I get it, He was awful, but you lost some offense. So, those are the Pepper takes this week. Um, going into another subject, uh, you know, we have the WWE Signing some major talent, Jade Cargill. Woo! Oh, 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 oh. listen, what they have done for Jade Cargill in the last two weeks. That's why I know Triple H and is in their fucking bag. Because Jade Cargill looks like a more star than I've ever seen her in AEW. Listen. I know AEW fans are going to listen to this and be like, "Oh, he ain't AEW." Listen, I don't watch it. I don't watch second tier talent. I don't watch sec- I don't watch second tier promotion. It's not going to happen. So, what they've done for Jake Hargill to me is very great because it shows to me that WWE knows how to push talent. And the thing that they're doing right now is because they know a lot of AEW talent is going to be free coming up soon you see Cody, you see Jade, they're going to be like this. What the fuck are they going to do for me? Oh, I can go over there and I can go survive? Vince ain't there no more? Triple H is in charge? Oh, nah. I'm about to kill this shit. So, Jade's already interacted with Charlotte. She already interacted with Becky. It's all that shit. Yo, the women's division of WWE's Yo, they got everyone seeing that, yo, Jay's a fucking problem. Becky Lynch is going down to NXT. She's helping talent over there get their shine. Listen, when you get in this business long enough, it's all about giving back. And I love the fact that I see Charlotte losing to uh, EO. Like, yo, Charlotte is yo, you know, I could win. But what is me winning going to do for this company? hey EO, go get that win. It's okay. I can win it another time, but let me get this: Bailey, another veteran in the game. She is in the same group as EO, but she is giving EO that push because she understands, like, yo, it isn't about me. Let me go make the next fucking star. That's the shit that makes this shit work. This is why WWE's prop. This is why WWE's at the level that it is right now. This is why they're selling out arenas. This is why they're doing the money that they're doing. Because they're all about investing in the future. When NXT and AEW face each other, yeah, WWE made sure that there were stars there, but they made sure that the younger stars had to push. The Breakers, the Carmelo Hayes, they had Trick Williams, they had Dominic, they had all those people there to make sure that they understood, like, yo, NXT is full of stars want them to be the fucking known It isn't about the stars of today. Cena done had his run. Cody is about to win the championship at WrestleMania 40. He came down there to give a nudge to those people. Yo, NXT is filled, with brim with super, for superstars. They were like, yo, let's go down there. Let's go make them. AEW's biggest problem is they're too worried about matches too worried about. Like, oh, let's put MJF versus this person. Let's put Sting last grand final tour versus this person. Listen, I love Sting. I don't really give a fuck about Sting. Sting's not in my top 15 wrestlers of all fucking time. Like, um, listen, I I get it, but Sting to me is not a needle mover. He's never been a needle mover. That's okay. Sting is good for what Sting can do. Edge, he's not a needle mover. Listen, I know people hate Triple H all the fucking time and all that shit, but Triple H said a great point. You never moved any needles, you never drew a fucking dime. And Triple H, the worst thing about Triple H is he is the epitome of that shit. But Triple H played the game right. He knew who to fucking work with. He worked with the Rocks. He worked with the Austins. And he, he kinda made that yeah. go off on his shoulders. Yeah. But it just didn't work when he took it over. Because that's not who he is. Play who you are that's all you need to be he's back seat. if you are part of the rotation of top guys be the part of the rotation part top guys edge thing is and chris Jericho and all the all the rotation they're not the guy Roman listen what Roman's doing for the business to me I know a lot of people don't like his championship run because they're thinking like oh he does a champ. he doesn't he doesn't fed the belt he's not on the scene he's always He's low management. When you have done the business that Roman's done for this business in the last year and a half, I don't give a fuck if you don't show up anymore. You done did what you had to do. SmackDown got sold for $2.5 billion because of Roman, because of the bloodline story. That, to me, shows like, yo, he's great. AEW's biggest problem is right now Tony Khan's kind of a mark. And like John podcast, my, my people are over there. I shout you guys out. They say Tony is too much a fan of the wrestlers where he doesn't want to be the boss. He wants to be their friend. Tony Khan doesn't understand like, yo, maybe I might have to fire someone. Maybe I might have to do this. When CM Punk disrespecting you right next to you, you got to fire him the next day. He literally called out your EVPs in front of you. Fire him. You know what you want to do? You want to play peacemaker. All right, if you play peacemaker, your company going to lose. WWE is out here is outselling all of their shows. You're in these places. You can't even sell over 4,000 seats. Why? You want to be, be the friend. I can be the friend. They're going to run you out of town. This is what happens. Like my boy, Sir Wilkins says, Tony has never struggled in his life. When you don't understand struggle, you don't know what it means to have your back against the wall. This is why his Twitter rants are so fucking maniac. Because he's like, I put this out for you. Why don't you guys like me? Because you don't understand what it's like to be at the bottom. You've always been at the top. You always been a certain type of class when you was growing up. You don't understand what it means to be like, yo, shit, I might not have it today. Vince was a carny. People forget that. Vince was a fucking carny. Vince understood all that shit. And sometimes when you have your back against the wall, that brings out the best of you. Tony Khan doesn't know that. This is AEW fans. I know that shit sucks to hear. It shows. It shows. This is why when I see him, he never comes off as a, a boss. He always comes off as someone where it's like, I'm trying to please everyone. You're trying to please everyone, you're going to please nobody. You're going to please nobody. Because guess what? They all will be mad at you. Your biggest star of the company left. CM Punk. He might go back to WWE. And even if he doesn't, You lost a big star in your company? What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? What made you great? So, <sighs> I know I went 2-1 on my MVP picks last week. <laughs> MVP picks is the best part of this fucking show to me because I hear all y'all fucking comments, and I hate all y'all. Listen, we going 3-0 this week. Alright? Are we going 3 0 this week? Penn State fucking killed me this week, but I'm going 3 and 0 this week. Um, I'm reading off Kofi's picks. Kofi has the Lions over the Ravens, he has the Chiefs over the Chargers, and he has the 49ers over the Vikings. That's a really good three pick. I'm going to, um, what I'm going to do, I'm going Seahawks over Cardinals, Chiefs over Chargers, and I'm going Eagles over fucking Dolphins. Sunday night football. We out there. Listen, in life, take chances, bro. I ain't got nothing else for you. You got to take chances. Move all your pieces to the table. Sometimes, even if you lose, you'll realize, like, yo, I did that. And people respect you for that shit. Listen, I respect, I respect my kids all the time when they tell me, yo, I did this shit. I put this shit to the table, Mrs. I. You ain't win, but I love the fact that you pushed The topic. That's what you got to do. But thank you for watching Post Game Narratives. We out here. I'll be showing you the recap tomorrow. We out.